Hey there, I'm Colin Weston, host of the Mod Golf Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. This is the second of two bonus episodes that I've recorded at the PGA Show in Orlando, where I had the opportunity to be on the media stage for a 90-minute live show. I sat down with half a dozen diverse golf industry entrepreneurs and innovators, ranging from scrappy startups to established players in the industry who are transforming their business. On the previous episode, I gave you the first three engaging conversations. On part two, I sit down with the next trio of leaders, founders, and influencers. I speak with Eddie Fidel, president of apparel brand Ashworth Golf, followed by entrepreneurs David Ryder and previous episode guest Brett Jaffe, who are the co-founders of Caddy Time. We open this episode with Jeremy Davis, who is the host, creator, and CEO of the Golf and Gospel YouTube channel. Jeremy is a former NFL player who, along with music producer Torrance Wade, competes against guests in nine-hole competitions in hopes to win the match and also have conversations about music, sports, and most importantly for him, the gospel. All right, we are back with the Mod Golf Podcast. If you're just walking by and just seen us for the first time, my name is Colin Weston. I am the host of the Mod Golf Podcast, where I speak with the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the disruptors, and the influencers who are shaping the future of golf. And yeah, a lot of what we do is around technology and entrepreneurship, but it's also about growing the game. And how do you connect with diverse audiences? How to, at a grassroots level, and have meaning and depth with what we're doing here. And my fourth guest of the day here at the PGA Show 2024 here in Orlando is a gentleman of the name of Jeremy Davis. And Jeremy is the, I guess you could say, the founder, the creator, and the CEO, all those good things of golf and gospel. And what you're doing on YouTube especially really resonated with me. I'll say, you know, as far as my faith, not that we're not aligned, but, you know, as far as having the deep Christian faith, I don't necessarily have that to the level that you do. But Mm -hmm. for me, I just love the spirituality side of combining with golf and watching your videos and the people you have on, they're fun, yep. they're entertaining, they're interesting, but they also have that connectivity to your purpose and your faith and your, as you say, your love for golf and Jesus. So yes. I just love what you're doing in that space. And also I will say, and I don't think it'll take us the wrong way, yeah. you don't come across as too churchy, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not preaching, yeah. but you've had preachers on. Yeah. So first time we've had a chance to meet here, mm-hmm. we just met on LinkedIn a couple of days yeah, ago, yeah, back and sure. forth is like, yeah. hey, Jeremy, I got a spot you want to come on. And you're like, heck yeah, let's Absolutely. make it, let's make it all happen here. So, and yourself also your backstory is being an ex NFL player. So yep. Jeremy, why don't you start with telling us about your story as an athlete and connecting with golf and maybe your first ever golf experience. So who introduced you to golf? How did that all happen? Man, my first ever golf experience was super rough. Uh, right. I played with a buddy by the name of Jake Hardy at Long Beach Golf Course. All right. And he just invited me out. And obviously the guys on tour, they make it look easy. Now, I didn't belittle the sport. I knew it wasn't easy. But I'm like, I'm athletic. I'll pick it up and I'll get it and down. How long ago was this for context here? Uh, around 2019. Okay, not too yeah, long ago. Yeah, then. right All before right. COVID. And you've never swung a golf club before that? Uh, I like, did it like my rookie year at like some golf event, but I didn't fall in love with it. Yeah, at that gotcha. Time, okay. You know what I'm saying? All so right. I went out there. Swung it, sliced it, pushed it right really hard. Yep. Tried to hit another one, hooked it really bad. I'm just like, this is very tough, <laughs> but I want to master this to the best of my ability because it kept me competitive. And it's not as physically as demanding as football, so there's longevity in it. So then that's how I got hooked on golf. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So on your YouTube channel, I had a look. I see yep. you've been less than a year of doing golf yeah, and yeah, gospel. Yeah. I think you've got 37 episodes out there. But yep, I just yep, yep, I've yep, watched yep, a yep, few of them. There. Yeah, thanks. But you were doing other content before that, kind of yes. your, your journey after your, your NFL career yes. and even during and your connectivity to your faith mm-hmm. and other great things. So 
why did you decide to focus on golf and gospel? Tell us about that kind of that aha moment that you decide, you yes. know what, I'm retired now. This is the next chapter in my life where I'm going to expend my energy. So tell me about why you made that decision. Absolutely, man. So obviously I'm becoming a fan of the sport, watching a lot of the tour pros play and stuff like that. And then I start to fall into this rabbit hole of seeing YouTube golfers. So right, I find right. uh, Bob Dust Sports, which yeah. I just met them, which was awesome. And my favorite golfer so happens to be Max Home. I love Max Home a lot. I love Max too. And yeah. that was my favorite episode of Bob Dust Sports. And the thing that was so amazing about seeing them play is like they were just regular dudes playing. They're not that good outside of FP. Yeah. So it makes me feel like I don't have to really have this stereotype of being perfect and playing the game of golf. Then I started to see other channels like Good Good and Four Play yeah. Podcast and Busted Jack Golf. And as I'm watching, I love driving in silence at night. I feel like for me, that's the best time I speak to God. I was driving down a one-on-one, and I remember like the term golf and gospel just came in my head. Yeah. So with that, it's like, man, I get to share my faith, but it allows me to still compete because I can't play football anymore. Right. So as I'm on the channel, like I'm trying to beat you, you're trying to beat me, but let's share some good news as we're going. So ever since, I believe, last March, I took the – Bold after faith, and I just started with just a cell phone, no mics, and then it turned into mics, and then I got a cameraman. I'm, I'm all in. You kind of built it from there. Especially with golf, YouTube content, I'll say, well, I'll put it out there as a middle-aged white dude. It's like, huh. It is heavily skewed to middle-aged white guys yeah. that are doing it, a yeah. little older, a little younger. Yeah. So having more diversity yes. Uh, yes. and yourself representing and putting out good content there, yes. we just need more voices like you. Yes. So yeah. how have you found it so far as I would consider you a micro-influencer yeah. and kind of building up. Yeah. Probably a bunch different next year. I have a feeling yeah. you're, but you're poised to blow up. And Thank you. Because you're so you. authentic. Thank you. And you just do it. I can tell it comes from the heart. Yes. You're not pretending to be someone who you're not. You're not yeah. acting. And you just kind of put it out there. And yeah. good shots and bad. Yeah, so. yeah, good and bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing, too. I want to show you guys. It's just like in real sports. You might have a really good game or a really bad game. So I keep it organic. Sometimes I have a uh, episode where I might go plus eight, which for me, that's good through nine. Right. Then some, it's like, oh, I just went plus 17. Not a good game, but how am I still going to persevere through the trials? Or how am I going to stay consistent when I'm playing good? Like I said, it shows the aspect of having a belief in the faith, but also still being that competitive nature. Like, stay locked in. you got to compete. You have to win. Yeah. And and with my partner, Torrance Wade, man, he's very important to the channel as well. He shows that faith aspect. He adds also the... Uh, a musical component too because he he does music and stuff like that so we talk about a lot of things faith music sports uh we just broke down waste management on our next episode that's coming out all right there's going to win it's a lot of other components because i want people to think it's so spiritually exhausting you're going to hear the gospel but it's a lot of other things we talk about too which is super fun and i can i can attest to that like i yeah. said i haven't turned off halfway through an episode yeah. i watched the whole thing because it thank is great you, content thank you, thank you it's great content like everything you actually put out there just as far as really Christian doctrine. It's, it's yeah, yeah. how to behave as a good human being. Yes. I do my best as the spirituality that I embrace mm. is it all crosses over, yeah. right? It always is love first, yeah. right? And that's what we're here yeah. for, right? And that's really what that's about. And, and golf can help amplify that. Yeah, so, for sure. And you touched on this earlier with one of your comments, but I want you to expand on this, is where do you see the crossover and the, the I don't want to say similarities, but the components of your faith and golf and yeah. things you learn from both of those that let's say that golf helps enhance your faith and the other way around and how they both weave in mm-hmm. and support each other well it's one of the scriptures in james is talking about like enduring trials and how trials help uh, produce perseverance and stuff like that yes and in golf everyone knows golf is a hard sport dog like so many trials come but how can i still persevere and build endurance during the trial and then 
So a lot of times you're playing really good, but how can I just be at peace and be content and not get big-headed and stay humble even in the times that I'm playing well? So there's a lot of principles that are also spoken but also shown as we're playing yeah. the game of golf. Like I said, we're out there having a good time, man, because like me and my boy Torrance, we're really trying to beat each other. We got a, a frenemy <laughs> rival there, but we have the same foundation in Christ where we know what the ultimate goal is. But like, I'm still trying to beat you on this hole. You're trying to beat me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes, there's a there's a bigger picture to this, but in the moment is is yes, it's trying to step on his neck there on that particular hole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so both of you have a handicap right now, or are you kind of we're, we're both we're both at around 14, 15. So like we're not amazing. We might have some, let's say, outings where if we play 18, it's like, dog, I just shot 83, and we feel amazing, like we just shot the 83. Right. And then it's like, hey, dog, we just shot 98. And it's like, where did that 83 person go? <laughs> but that's just the ebbs and flows you know, of golf. You know what? I could embrace that. I'm a 14 handicap okay, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I have those blow up rounds and yeah, the other ones man. that are amazing. I've got strengths to my game. What? Let no. me ask you this: What's the strength of your game right now, mm. and what's the weakness? What's your well, Achilles heel? We're saying specifically right now, having a weird yips with putting. Been three putting a lot. Oh, yeah. It's not good. I'm just overthinking too much. So that'll be, I'll say, my weakness. So far, I would say approach shots have been good. So I've been getting on. Then it's like I just three put it. And it's right. like dang. So I got to find a way to. Merge it all back. How together. are you with driver in your head? How's that going? Oh uh, well, I'll say yesterday I played with a homegirl named Cecily Overby. She's a female pro golfer. We shot an episode pretty good off the tee. I probably had one shot where I was like, okay, that was embarrassing. But for the most part, fairway hits. Uh, maybe one went OB, but I was very happy about that. Well, you know what? I'm a 14 handicapper too. So Jeremy, I think what we need to do, maybe mm. we'll talk to the Bob the sports guys. I saw yeah. Pat Perez over here also. I was yeah. talking to him earlier. I think you and I would be a dangerous, yeah. dangerous combined 14 handicap scramble yeah. team. Yeah. Because my weakness is off the tee. Okay. And also chipping, pitching, okay, yeah, but yeah. putting. Yeah. I'm really strong in approach Good. game. So yeah. I, I think you and I, what they call the call Ham and Egan. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard that one before? Right, right, right. That's where one guy's good. He just kind of stumbled through Absolutely. and you win because you support each other. Yes. We should play sometime. Maybe we'll do yeah. a collab. Yeah, you know? I'll be down for Maybe that. Maybe we'll man. do that. Absolutely. And uh, I think, yeah, we'll get some opponents out there with our 14 handicap. They give us some strokes and. They're in trouble. Yes. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. We'll raise some money for a good cause. We'll take their money and donate it to a good cause. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. So to finish up here, Jeremy, what do you see the bigger picture? What do you see the next year? How your roadmap or strategy? What do you want to focus on? I know as an entrepreneur, it's easy, myself included. Yeah. Got to go off in different directions and try to do too much. So what are you going to be focusing on? And how are you going to expand the Golf and Gospel channel and trying some new things as you go over the next year and beyond? For sure, I would love for it to grow to, to the aspect where like people know who me and my boy Torrance are and we yeah, get yeah. invited to play in like these scrambles. That's like, okay, those are the dudes from Golf and Gospel. They're cool and they can compete and we'll be able to do that. Uh, obviously, I want the channel to grow, so obviously the gospel is shared through the channel as well. And also, like I, I have this long-term vision. It would be cool to like host tournaments in the name of like Golf and Gospel Tournament. Like People come out there and compete, maybe like 36 people, two-man scramble shotgun start type so that'll be awesome because it just gives the ability to still have that competitive nature let's see who can win the first golf and gospel like series love it that'd be love sick. it well that's exciting i'll look forward to that absolutely so hey jeremy davis why don't we leave it at that it's, yeah. it's such a pleasure to meet you thanks yeah, for nice taking the time and, absolutely and joining me today on the mod golf podcast absolutely thanks for having me man yeah. absolutely yes sir thanks man thanks man that was awesome yes if you enjoyed this conversation with jeremy i encourage you to have a look at his golf and gospel youtube channel I'll include a link to his channel in the episode show notes. Speaking of YouTube, our Mod Golf channel has video versions of our podcast episodes, along with product reviews, fun on-course challenges, and Mod Golf giveaway contests. Please check it out and help me grow the channel by subscribing and leaving a comment or two. I promise to respond if you do. 
Next up, I speak with Eddie Fidel, president of Ashworth Golf, who shares how they reimagined their apparel brand, that is, as they call it, unapologetically golf. Revered by passionate players since 1987, Ashworth is the original, authentic golf apparel brand, designed by golfers for golfers. All right, all right. We are back with the Mod Golf Podcast at the PGA Show 2024. My name is Colin Weston, and if you don't know about the Mod Golf Podcast, we talk about entrepreneurship and innovation, and I definitely have an entrepreneur and innovator right next to me, and that is Eddie Fidel, who is the president of the apparel brand Ashworth. I love it. I love it. And I'll have to say, Eddie, I really don't cover apparel too much. There is some innovation or little small tweaks, but I will say with your brand, not only do I love the aesthetic, but also reading your backstory, starting in 1987, I understand, you've really innovated the last couple of years. I don't know if you changed the culture. I'll let you enhance that, let's say from where you were, but why don't you tell us a little bit about this? I know you've been involved with Freddie Couples, who in my mind, there's no guy that's cooler than Freddie, and he's back in the fold now. So Eddie, give us a bit of the backstory. I always love the entrepreneurial story. Tell us about the formation of Ashworth the backstory and kind of lead up to all the good things you're doing at the show this year. Yeah, so Ashworth, 1987, John Ashworth looked at the golf industry and said it's frozen in a state of polyester. And the polyester, <laughs> you know, no, and it was. So everybody I love that and, and, and John was all about cotton and natural fibers. You know, it's funny, before golf, they say make golf inclusive, John was trying to make golf inclusive, saying we're for all golfers. We're not the fancy company, but we could sell a daily fee public golf course. If you had a lawnmower, we would sell you. Right, and, you right. Know, so that was the, you know, and they might be a little nine-hole course. They might be a driving range. And then we also sold the best resorts and private clubs. But Ashworth, the vibe was always about walking. It was always about putting your bag on your back, going, yeah. going out with buddies yeah. and playing golf, and, and being comfortable in what you wore. You know, we had a symbol, which is Golf Man, which is kind of an abstract symbol of golf. Yeah. And Golf Man was a cool symbol. It's kind of what one of the things that attracted Fred to it. Fred's naturally cool. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. That was part of the impetus of the brand early is that you had Fred Couples and and obviously that's was enough. That's what, you know, that's yeah. all you needed. Enough said. Yeah. 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 So, well, it's interesting you talk about Golf Man. I've done a little research on this and my background in design, architecture, but also graphic design. Well, there it is. So you're holding for the camera yeah. there and also over here. Yeah, I know man. if you're listening to the, the audio podcast, yeah. you can't see this, but I'll put some pictures in the show notes for you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the origin story or the birth story of Golf Man. Well, tell me about that. Well, it was a, a gentleman named Barry Grimes who's sitting just in a meeting and John is describing what it's like. You got your bag on your shoulder yeah. walking down the fairway. And Barry took a napkin and he just hand drew golf man. It's an abstract symbol of golf. Kind of a badge that you're a golfer. And so the other side to that, guys tattooed it on their body. We go to meetings all the time. And the guy, I got to show you something. He lifts up his sleeve. And 30 years ago, he put the golf band what? tattooed on all on their legs. <laughs> we can't, I can't even tell you how many guys did that. It was just a cool tattoo. It says, I'm a golfer. So the brand went through this whole trilogy. In 2008, the brand was purchased by TaylorMade Adidas Golf. Adidas, which is the parent company, decides to get out of the golf business in 2016. Right. And that's when the company was sold, when they sold TaylorMade, and they sold Ashford too, in 2016. So we got it back in 2019. Of course, COVID happened. We, we all know about that. Well, we do. Yeah. But here we are today, and we're really starting over again. But we're not letting go of the heritage of what we had in the past. And so... We built the company on cotton before. We still do cotton today. For a guy that wants to wear cotton, he doesn't yes. want to wear shiny polyester. But we want to be for all golfers again in that we want to be affordable, whether you're playing 
public course or you're playing a private club. So we kind of have a good, better, best strategy to make golf more affordable and more accessible to right. more people. My brother and I, we grew up as caddies. We, we grew up in Ohio. We didn't belong to a golf club. We were caddies, and that's how we got introduced to golf. Interesting. And he played the tour in 79. He's in the Ohio Golf Hall of Fame. He was a much better player than me. I'll yeah. just tell you that. <laughs> okay. but, yeah, yeah. but our heritage was always about golf. It's always about being around golf. And yeah. I saw as part of your culture, you've got the tagline, unapologetically golf. Right, right. No, but you know why I did that? Because all these new big companies, they want to say, hey, we're not a golf company. Right. We're, we're a sportswear company. Or a lifestyle brand. Yeah, we're yeah. a lifestyle brand. Right, you know, right. You know what? We're a golf apparel company. You know, yeah. if you want to wear it, you can wear it anywhere you want to wear it. And depending on where you're playing golf, you might be able to wear a T-shirt or a hoodie or whatever you're going to wear. We don't care. We, right. You can wear it any way you want to wear it. Yeah, that's the deal. No, I like that. It sounds like you really know who you are and you kind of are consistent and you've stuck to that. Where, yeah, you try to be everything to everybody. You just kind of dilute what you're trying to do and you kind of lose focus. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And people love the simplicity of the brand. Like I said, it's it's easy for us to say we're all about golf. We, we want to make stuff that guys want to wear when they're playing golf or just hanging out with their friends and, yeah. or practicing or whatever. Because that's what we think. Golf is kind of a fraternity. They come from all walks of life, but we all play golf together. We don't care how much money you make. We don't care where you came from. And, and, and I think that there's things happening today like we're, we're involved with the uh, National Links Trust, so is my brother, because we think golf should be more inclusive. It's a fun game. So, you know, it's yeah. our game, our yeah. game, but oh, it's yeah. a fun game. It, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as you kind of reimagine yourself now and even in the future, as far as that inclusivity piece, and there's a lot of talk or a lot of companies now are what they call their ESG commitments. So between environmental sustainability and also governance as far as the social impact you're also making and what you're doing to even though you're a for-profit company the things that you're doing it sounds like you've already got that blueprint in place there as far as to give back a bit and also to be as inclusive as possible with what you're doing as you're progressing with the yeah, absolutely we want to we want to give back to young golfers that don't have the opportunity and so that's one thing we want to do you know as far as the environment goes you know listen we want to go back to natural fibers like we're doing some things in peru you don't call it organic cotton, but they use less chemicals. It's more natural in the whole processing process. That's all better for the environment. Yes. I mean, we, we want to lessen the footprint on synthetics because synthetics, are they are what they are. Yes. Not everybody's ready for that yet, but we're slowly getting that. You know, people don't want to iron. We make a shirt. It's 78% Pima cotton, 28% poly. So it's a micro denier poly that we put on the back of it. So guess what? It, it will be easier care, which people care about. It might wick a little bit. It's plated. Yeah, you got some samples here. So got, show yeah. a couple of things but that this, you've got here. This is plated. Now you feel this fabric. All right. I know we're not going to really see it. Yeah. But you feel the back of this fabric is actually plated with poly. So a light layer of poly inside. Right. But what do you have on cotton where it counts? You got Pima cotton on the outside. So we got a soft, comfortable. And this is old school, kind of just simple, solid golf shirt. You know, everything's prints now. And and it comes in basic colors and i know it's what i want to wear because it's cotton yeah well I, i'm still trying to put my finger on is how i define your brand of scenic as you know it's always what people say about your brand not what yeah. you're thinking in a boardroom right and I, you have this nice combination of really traditional type of styles and either colors but it's also very modern and clean i think you've really found this in my mind you found this nice little tipping point of it can be for everybody. It's not old and stuffy. It's not something that if you're over 25 years old, you're going to look ridiculous in. 
Right. In a way, no, I'm, I'm right. trying to give you a long-winded compliment here. As no, I, 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 I love what you're doing here, that you balance that traditional and modern with, with what you're doing as you're moving the brand forward and the, and the aesthetic of the design. No doubt about it. And, you know, we want to be golf-friendly. So the fit is, we're not oversized by any means, but we're not slim fit. A lot of the young guys that want to wear the brand, they go, Eddie, you know, a medium's a little too big on me. I go, put the small on. They put the small on. It fits me perfect because they want to wear it tighter. Yeah. It's all about how you want to wear it. Like at my body, at my age, you know, not so good. I'm, yeah. I'm joining you on that one there. It's like, yeah. you find that, strike that balance. Yeah. Strike that balance. And the, the other thing, where we make it more inclusive, we'll make hoodies and bring back the old vibe of the Astrothought, you know, California right. vibe. Let's and, hold that one up. Like, yeah. like this yeah. one here is like not traditional Ashworth. I think of no. Ashworth, the brand, right. that's not. So. No, yeah. Because, you know, this is what guys are wearing today. And this yeah. is what, especially younger guys, they, this is how they want to dress on the golf course. And I'm all for it. I said, you know, why not? If you want to wear it, we'll make it. So I, I love that one. But also 100% cotton, make it through. So because it doesn't always have to be polyester. We're just saying, hey, we're, we have cotton. Yeah, and with the hoodie too. I remember. I, I just kind of laugh. You see a lot of the golf traditional controversy. I think it was two years ago. I don't know yeah, who even who it was. Yeah, Some yeah. guy wore a hoodie of all, right, right. God forbid, of all God things forbid, during a tournament, right, right. and it was Hoodie Gate for like the next month. That's all they would talk yeah, about. Is like, yeah. don't you have anything else to talk about? Yeah. And so, now all of us wear hoodies. All <laughs> I, in all ages, we're all wearing hoodies. Now. I know. Isn't that great? I know. Yeah. So hey, to finish up here, Eddie, for people that don't know your brand with Ashworth, what's the easiest way that they can actually find out more and yeah, so turn out the show so or order some like, of your great you know, there's uh, just apparel? Th there's this thing called the internet now. So oh, we, that. So we have, but we have a website like everybody else. And, uh, and it's ashworth-golf.com is all you have to do. So however, you know, I'm not the most tech-savvy guy, but ashworth-golf. Com. And, there we go. And you can see the new line for spring and what we're doing. But, you know, we're having fun and we're glad to be back. That's well, Eddie Fidel, president of Ashworth Golf. Well, thanks so much for joining me today and taking the effort to come down. I, no, my and, and bringing some uh, some samples to show off here. I like what you're doing. Thank and you I what love you're what doing. you're doing, too. Thanks right. so much. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. I love Eddie's casual charm and sense of humor, which aligns so nicely with the Ashworth brand. Eddie was kind enough to leave me a California surf-inspired hoodie which I wore during my final conversation with Caddy Time co-founders David Ryder and Brett Jaffe. Caddy Time is the Uber for caddies that benefits golfers who play, the caddies who elevate their experience, and the courses that they play on. I'm Colin Weston, the host of the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the disruptors, and the influencers who are shaping the future of golf. And these two gentlemen I have with me are no strangers to the Mod Golf Podcast. I've had uh, Mr. M. Brett Jaffe, who's directly to my left here on the show before, and David Ryder, also the co-founder of Caddy Time, is actually being the star of several videos we've had on the Mod Golf YouTube channel. And I said to the boys, I said, you know what? Got some time here on the, on the live stage, shooting some video. Why don't you come on down? And of course they said, no, we're really busy. No, they managed to squeeze me into their hectic schedules here. So let me start welcoming David and Brett back to the Mod Golf Podcast in Orlando at the PGA Show 2024. Gentlemen, welcome. Good to see you. We are so happy to be here, Colin. Thank you for having us. Right, nowhere I'd rather be. Yeah. I'd rather be right here, right now with you. Excellent. Wow. Jeez. Okay, we're done here. It's only going to go downhill as far as the compliments go from from now on. So, so hey, for all the audience, the people hey, that are here's for that uh, favorite. Uh, thanks, one buddy. There. Okay. Thanks. That okay. Oh, that's on camera now. People can okay. see that. The few people in the golf world, well, the seven billion people on the planet, are very few that don't know what caddy time is and why you do it. I'll let you guys arm wrestle to see who wants to tell 
the world what caddy time is and all the good things that you do? Wow, that is a great question, Colin. Here, um, Jeez, like so more tips that I got when I was caddying for you guys. <laughs> caddy time is uber for golfers and caddies, right? I mean, everyone is uh, enjoying their golf round, but not everyone gets to enjoy a caddy. And now, caddy time is everywhere. Uh, we're in 35 countries, and if you want to add a caddy, it's as simple as downloading the app and punching it into the app, and we can bring a qualified caddy, affordable caddy, right to your round. Love it, love it. I know you and I have actually known each other for three years now, uh, since I came, with, I came with that show right after COVID when there was like 38 people here, including yeah, you and I. It was no, much easier. It wasn't quite that bad, not bad. And David, <laughs> I just had the pleasure of meeting you in person last year at the show. So David, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Since I last talked to you in person, even though I did see you in the summertime at an event up in Canada there, it was awesome. But let's say the last six months. That was months, beautiful up there. That was I so cool. One of the best things ever. That golf course, oh my goodness. That, 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 that was amazing. Yeah. So I gotta ask, what's new with Caddy Time? How have you progressed? But what excites you about 2024 for Caddy Time? Well, those are kind of two questions, but uh, the, the, what's happened since then is we've kind of exploded internationally. We were thinking Canada, yeah, that's international for us, but what we have learned is uh, there's a lot of other parts of the world out there, and now, since then, we've been in Portugal, Austria, um, you wow. know, we're in Poland, we're making waves all through the rest of the uh, of the world. Wow, and right now, because the app, I haven't been on it for a month or so, it's winter time in Canada, so no one's gonna book me as a caddy. By the way, I am a gold star, I'm even better than gold, sorry. I, I sell myself short there, <laughs> is what I just did. But the app is in English only right now, so for I'm assuming those countries right now, it's not a problem as far as the fact it's English only. You're still doing very well in those countries. Yeah, they, they've, they've actually requested it. It's been kind of a, an, uh, we, we didn't expect that, but they actually want the app in only English. Huh. Um, and, you know, Brett and Lou do exactly the reasons for that, but that was kind of an interesting thing for us. We do have the availability for some other languages, and we can do that, but they're actually asking us not to. And the thought is, huh. if you play golf in Europe, right, and then you speak English too. And they want it as a litmus test to when we want caddies who speak English also. That makes Work sense. for us. It was their, their idea we went with. And I'm sure for your uh, your technology build and expense and resources, doing nothing is the least expensive solution, right? It, it is, but actually we're about to roll out a uh, an Arabic uh, version of it, and we're about to roll out a French version of it. So it's not difficult for us to change languages in this environment. And we're going to do that, but right now English has been the most successful uh, language we've had it in, and we've embraced it. Interesting. I know you two both live, breathe, and eat, sleep, caddy culture, everything, everything caddy all the time. How about golf crazy countries like Japan and Korea? Is there any type of, I don't know, I'm asking, but is there any type of caddy culture there at all? Oh, uh, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, not only is there a caddy culture, but most rounds in those communities, Japan especially, are caddy. Yes. So really, it is a bigger struggle for caddy time in those Asian markets where the caddy is already a standard part of the round. Right. Where we're absolutely experiencing our growth is in the parts of the world where caddies are 1%, 2%, 10% of the rounds because that means that 90 to 99% of the people aren't uh, getting access to a caddy, and that's where caddy time comes in.
Right, and the little bit I know about Asian caddy culture, right, I've seen, especially high-end resorts, most, if not all, the caddies are, are women. They're not necessarily giving advice. It's more of like a hostess type of a, a position I, I yes. can see at that position. So that's already established. So I guess my question would be, do you see any any future then getting into those golf crazy markets or because the caddy culture is, is different that you're best to focus your resources on some of the European and South American countries that you guys are already yeah. starting to get some inroads with? I know Brad Candy is one of these. But that's a great question. Uh, you know what? I, I noticed that you're paying in this colored money that's Canadian and you're American. I, there's got to be a story how you... Is this the money I actually got for you guys in Vancouver and brought it to Toronto? That is correct. That is correct. We're just giving your money back. We're just giving the money back. This is literally paid forward. Like, not even thinking about it. Hey, you know what? Figuring that out, Colin, you know, that was genius. And by the way, if you see a camera here, all our American friends, this is worth about 38 cents. No, maybe the exchange no. rate isn't quite that. No, it's that's about seven. That's about seven bucks. I told you he was smart enough to figure that out. You know what? For figuring that out, here's plenty more. Wow. Terrific. Got it. Great. I guess I can't spend that down here. So I guess that's coming back to Vancouver. There we go. So yeah, so the, the markets you're seeing now, European. I know David, you and yeah. you spent some time over in, in Europe this summer, Absolutely. so yeah, we did some research there. Over there. Yeah, we're, our research is telling us, you know, again, it's the same thing, same reasons here is that there is an appetite. It's not just a competitive golf. I mean, obviously we have caddies that will help you read every blade of grass, score as low as you can. But we really are finding there's other dynamics to the golfer. You know, again, we talked about the first time. You know, first time you touch a golf course, it's intimidating. And there's lots of programs in these other countries um, of trying to get you know other people out of the golf course that have not been out there before. So our caddies, there's really appetite for, for that over there. And again, the language is the language speaking caddy. Yeah. Here in Orlando, you know, PGA show, you've got a lot of international traffic comes in here. And we've got Korean speaking caddies, Arabic speaking caddies, French. And, and that, that dynamic's going to play over in the, in the other countries as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So I know at the PGA show, we've got lots, if not the majority of the people here are PGA teaching professionals. But on the floor here, there's lots of people, like the public's allowed to come in here, so a lot of people that are just recreational golfers. So what is your message to them to get them to stop right now and listen to understand the benefits of the experience and the value of bringing a caddy on board and using caddy time to make that experience happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Brett ask that question. I just, but you can see the people stacking up here now. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all flocking in to kind of see what's going on. So we appreciate that. We've got a lot of followers. A lot of people have been asking about our logo buying hat. So yeah. <laughs> Adding a caddy is wonderful. Yeah. It, it is an enhancement to your golf round. And if you have never added a caddy, you're missing the boat. Uh, you don't have to be a great golfer, as David said, to add a caddy. When David and I play, we're more interested in our hanging out together and our time together and then how much ice we have in the cooler. That's where a caddy is perfect for it. Yeah. And, you know, you can't ensure that you're going to play better that day, but you can protect the five hours it costs to play that day. And that's what we do. We add a caddy, which makes sure that no matter how we play, we're going to have a great time. Yeah, for, for us, but the real thing is, at the end of the day, you don't lose sight of what golf is. And golf is entertainment. It is pure, you know, it's a sport, it's competitive, but it is entertainment. And for that, you want to have the most entertainment you can have. And entertainment in different ways. Again, for us, it's having ice and a drink. We talked about getting a hot dog at the turn, being able to just, 
you know, go chase Brett's ball in the woods. Yeah. You know, both sides <laughs> of the forest, I've had right? to do that. Yeah. Ray yeah. David's traps. Ray David's traps. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, uh, but in some cases, you know, sometimes we'll have clients out there, some people that we're talking to, and it's nice because that caddy can do a lot of the kind of the, uh, the work around golf and allow you to be able to focus on the individual that you're playing with. And we don't get enough of that in golf, I think, today. Love that, love that. Well, you know what, you, the three of us could talk all day. I know there's other people bumping up against us that are want to use our studio, so why don't we just end it at that? Because you guys did a great job of kind of encapsulating the benefits and the why of the experience with Caddy Time. And I gotta thank you guys. You guys have been a big supporter of the Modball Podcast for the last couple of years. We love what you, you do. You allow me to do what I do, and I cannot thank you two enough. And I'm like hanging out with you guys. You're kind of you're, you're fun dudes. Yeah, where are we going next, Colin? Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to Canada nights with right. Golf Canada to go hang out with them. And hopefully later this week, uh, we'll get on the golf course for because uh, David has to redeem himself as Brett and I won last year on the 18th hole, made a birdie. So uh, David hasn't slept well since then. David night. has to pay for the cash. I, I'm going to keep this now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you going to do with that for another I, year? Uh, I, you know, I didn't realize how good on that course you could be out there. You're, you're more than just eye candy, Colin, on the golf course. So, um, you know. I appreciate that. Don't uh, listen to him. He's buttering you up. I know it. I can sit him a mile away. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, we've both got David and Brett. Co-founders of Caddy Time. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me on the Modball Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, check out the app. There we go. Caddy Time. So that's a wrap for my second of two Mod Golf Podcast bonus episodes, live from the PGA show in Orlando. If you enjoyed our conversations that celebrate entrepreneurship and innovation in the golf industry, please listen to previous and future episodes at www.mod.golf, on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You can subscribe to our newsletter and enter our latest Mod Golf giveaway contest and to learn about the latest golf industry innovations. I'll include the links to both of those in the show notes. I'm also excited to announce that we're going to be launching our Patreon community where we are going to be offering premium content such as live webinars and Ask Me Anything interviews, along with additional access to our Mod Golf giveaway contests. Next week, we launch our 15th season of the Mod Golf podcast with an episode featuring two veteran entrepreneurs who have co-founded and launched T36 Golf, which they describe as a new kind of golf for a new generation of golfer. I hope you join us again for that one. I mentioned this in the last episode, but I want to say it again. Thank you for being part of our community of mod golfers who have helped us reach the 100,000 download milestone. It took almost seven years and 180 episodes to achieve this, but I hope you'll keep listening and support my ability as an independent podcaster to showcase these unique and powerful stories. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Bye for now, and I hope you join me again soon.